I'm John Prudeau, The Economist's US editor, and I'm the host of a new podcast about the 2020 elections and the road to power in America. Together with two of my American colleagues and a whole cast of Economist correspondents around the world, we'll take you through the ideas and the social changes that are shaping politics in what promises to be an exceptional election year. We'll look at the long view and ask the big questions. What has the Trump administration actually achieved? What do centrist Democrats really believe in? And what kind of country is America going to be after November? We'll go beyond the headlines and horse race to delve deeper into the contest for the White House and why it matters so much. That's Checks and Balance for the global view on democracy in America. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast or your podcast app. Start listening today. You can't sit with me. Hosted by Deanna Espear. I'm here with Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House. I literally, this is the easiest intro I've ever had to do because we started talking and this just naturally became a podcast episode. <laughs> Hi, sorry, I couldn't help it. We just, we just started going. It's just so fucking funny. I just want you to tell me the theory we just um, decided on about Instagram husbands. So we both want Instagram husbands, but then but then we, Diana, but then we like a side piece because we we wouldn't have sex with them. Or you just have them take a bunch of pictures and then you know they've earned their blowjob for the week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Um, did you know that Thursday is a, a huge national holiday? I mean, I'm not American, so enlighten me. Well, I, maybe it's an international holiday. So um, it's March 14th, which is exactly one month after Valentine's Day. And March 14th is called Steak and Blowjob Day. Are you fucking kidding me? Who are you going to give a blowjob to? Um, well, I just got my wisdom teeth out. So it's <laughs> really <laughs> hard for me to open Can my I mouth. Can you imagine if you actually had to answer the question? Well, that's the excuse I'm going with. So any, well, I, any guy that I might or might not be dating, that's, that's my answer. Okay, so before we get into the, the actual episode, this is also kind of a lifestyle podcast because now you know we do entertainment and lifestyle. I'm that bitch now. So I ask every single one of my guests to share with me like a lifestyle tip, maybe an app, a product, something that you swear by that drastically improved your day-to-day life. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Ooh, a lifestyle tip. Something that drastically improves my day-to-day life. Yeah, be a hashtag influencer. Come on. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. I actually, um, one of my best girlfriends started this pillow company, and I didn't realize that sleep, (laughs) because I don't sleep at the summer house, um, I didn't realize how significant it is. And obviously, it's like really important. Like the best part of your beauty regimen is getting good sleep. So it's called the night pillow. I sleep on it every single night. It's this like all black mulberry silk foam, memory foam pillow. And the king size is where it's at. So, I mean, you'll see in this season and honestly in like past seasons of Summer House, like if I'm, if I'm filming and I'm in my bed, I'm most likely on top of a black night pillow. And I, and now, and I travel with it. Like I'm going to Miami this week and I, there's this like compression travel case where you can roll it up to one fifth of the size. And now I just travel everywhere with it. 
that's fucking epic also silk is really good to like prevent wrinkles and you know now that i'm 30 i'm all about that stupid wrinkle prevention honestly diana you need one especially with how much travel you just told me you did last week i feel like i should share a tip of the week because with all the traveling that i've done a really good tip that i really want to share which is also kind of a sleep skincare like just turned 30 we're on the same vibes so i have this little usb device and it's called Hey Dewey. And you probably haven't heard about it because they're not that big on social media. So I feel like I'm truly like a trendsetter here. And it's a face humidifier. So it's not like a face oh. steamer that's really warm and that's going to like open all your pores and fuck up your spray tan because I can't cope with that. Um, this one is like a cool mist and it's really good for like making your skin glow, especially in um, California weather because it's so dry here. And it also is really good for your sinuses and your breathing and it's all around healthy. It's portable. You can do it in your car, by your laptop, at your desk. It doesn't spill. It's so cute. Yeah, send me a link because in New York during the winter time, it gets so incredibly dry that we need humidifiers to like uh, make sure that our skin, you know, stays hydrated throughout yeah. the night. Can you can you keep it on during the nighttime when you're yeah. sleeping? So it's a portable, it's tiny one, but it it, it will go on for ten hours, um, which is amazing. It's tiny, it keeps going for ten hours, and there's a little option where you can like light a little night lamp, and it's it's just the best thing ever, and it's tiny. Wow, that's perfect. It's amazing. You can do it on a plane. You can do it by your desk. I do it in the car in the morning. Sometimes I plug it to my power bank because it's USB and I'll just like leave it by my bed and just fall asleep with it. And it's just amazing. All right. Well, you can either send me one or send me the link and I'll buy one. <laughs> Literally. And then you have to send me the link to the pillow and we'll put everything in the description of the podcast. Lindsay. Okay. I don't even know where to begin this fucking podcast. You on season three (laughs) giving me all the fucking feels and like no but first of all summer (laughs) bitch fight on this episode you know i've had like cal and carl on on the podcast and i was so yeah you told me that yeah, Carl, I was disgusting too. But yeah, somehow season one, I wasn't really down for you because I, I really felt for Christina Gibson because I'm an entertainment reporter and I suffer from everyone being like, reporting my from la da da, whatever. Um, You're and really then also, going deep into the archives here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a fucking asshole. Like I'll bring all the archives out. You know what? Like I'm a detective at this point. And so, but but also you had like a very annoying relationship with Everett. Like it wasn't, it wasn't nice and the whole situation it was just a shit show so i was like oh yeah. whatever this season you made up with Wait, your friend. did you forget did you forget season two <laughs> no, no season two is fucking hilarious but there was still a little bit of drama and i'm sure there's gonna right. be drama this season but season three you made up with your friends very smoothly okay it didn't need to be a three-hour thing it didn't need to be five different conversations it was just fuck you it's in the past. I'm 30. I'm not going to be the problemo of this house. When Danielle was like, I kind of like this guy that you were flirting with. You were like, I'll help you out, bitch. Then you got the boobies out. We've got the dance moves. I just feel like this season, you are giving me all the feels. Yeah, I'm all over the place. You know, obviously, I got a boob job. So I'm coming into the season, you know, with a new set of twins for the house to enjoy. But that's, um, I, lo- I love this replacement of the twins because I was getting over the previous twins. Oh, well, you know, they're, they're some of my good friends. So I'm not going to 
you know. You know what? I don't know what they're like in real life. You know, it's so funny because I, I didn't realize, first of all, in episode one, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't put on a bathing suit or a bikini, but I just didn't. And I roll up to the hot tub with my bodysuit on, rip it off. Don't remember doing that. Um, and then obviously I remember playing cornhole with Jordan, the new guy and him betting me to take my top off if I lose, which to me is fine. Listen, I've been getting so much heat the last couple of weeks since our premiere about like how my boobs are out and whatever, but I'm so comfortable in my skin and like everybody who knows me knows, like I usually, I walk around naked, literally all the, I would prefer to be naked all the time, especially in my apartment. And when we're filming at the summer house, we have cameras in the corners of the room. Like I, that's my room. That is where I am supposed to have my privacy, but I just happen to be a very... This is what I think everyone should think about the boobs. This is my opinion about the boobs. I don't have boobs, so... I appreciate a bitch that has the guts to go and get them done because I wish I could. I'm a fucking surfboard and it sucks, okay? So I feel your pain that you had in that way. But I also think that if you're going to get a boob job, bring the babies out. Like, I don't give a fuck what people say. I hate these bitches that get a boob job and cover them for the rest of their lives. And then what the fuck did you get a boob job for? Right, well, exactly. And not to mention, first of all, like I... I there I lost my boobs because Everett and I broke up and then I lost a lot of weight and as I started gaining weight back for some reason my boobs just wouldn't grow back which then I felt disproportionate so when it came down to getting you know my boobs done I did it solely for me there was nobody you know I didn't have a boyfriend I wasn't doing it for you know because my boyfriend wanted me to get boobs I'm not you know a young girl saying I just want big big tits like I did it because I wanted to feel feminine again in my own skin as Lindsay Hubbard. You know what? Like, good on me for doing that. I don't, I don't see a problem in that. And also, I'm filming a TV show where I'm supposed to, you know, give you as a viewer, like, who I am as a person in its most organic way possible. Like, that is me. If you ask any one of my friends, like, I, like, I could have friends over left and right and I'm still walking around naked and it's it's actually really funny because towards the end of the summer the you know when we're filming season three I would have like sound guys coming in trying to put microphones on me or like Carl's coming in asking for lotion and at that point I was just like you know topless I'm like hey yeah it's over there grab it like everyone just sort of gets I used feel to it if you go back into the archives the bod has always been on show. Like, this is not a novelty. Oh, for sure. We've always seen your butt. Like, we've always seen... Which, by the way, we need to talk about your fit- fitness routine, but we'll get into that in a little bit. It's not a novelty. It's just because n- no one paid attention to the boobs because they were smaller. Now they're just out right. there. And when they're out there, they're even more out there because they're more prominent. I judge everyone, but I think if you get a boob job, get them out. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm actually a fucking loser from a Swiss village. I'm also English. I didn't know about any of the skincare. I didn't know about any beauty treatments and stuff back home. And now that I'm an on-camera host... I get extensions, I get lash extensions, I get fucking spray tans. Like if you're on camera and you're being watched, 
you're going to have body enhancements. Whoever's on camera and doesn't get anything done just looks like shit. Like, sorry. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you guys want to see me, you know, develop and grow as a, as a character throughout the seasons. But I also am, you know, a 32-year-old woman at this point, And I got to keep up with these little girls running around New York City. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? Feel like trying to land a guy and you know I'm, I'm trying to look younger and that requires Botox and you know taking care of my body I've always looked younger but now I'm like actually 30 and it's actually hit me that people are younger than me because I used to be the fucking baby of the group always and now I'm like how the fuck am I gonna compete with all these bitches I'm trying to land a guy as well I just broke up with someone. I never talk about it on the podcast. Wait, you? how long How long were you with him? I was with him for like two months, which is dumb. Two months? Oh my God. <laughs> so you, you're not like crying yourself to sleep every night here? No, I'm just like, oh, he sucked. I'm like, I'm, I'm like laughing about it. Do you feel the pressure now that you're 30 to, you know, is it the biological clock syndrome where you're like, I need to find a guy. I have a certain amount of time. I need to get, you know, you have to date for a year. Then you have to get engaged. You're engaged for a year. Can I be really honest? No. (laughs) Okay. So this, that happened to me. Like I thought I was, you know, going to turn 30 and I was going to freak out. But I feel like once Everett and I finally broke up, I was like, okay, you know what? I feel like super independent right now. And the time clock and the time frame and the biological clock completely got thrown out the window for me. And my whole sort of mindset changed into like, it'll happen when it happens. And in the meantime, if the time comes and I need to freeze my eggs, I will. See, see I have more pressure than you because I'm Jewish and like all my friends are married. All my friends have kids. I go to fucking baby shower every week, which I feel bad for saying fucking because I love my friends and my family's babies. But you know what I mean? You know, within the Jewish community, it's a very like, oh my gosh, like you're not married. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know why I'm so cynical about everything, but I have a dog. I have great friends. I love my career. If I never have a kid, then I never fucking have a kid. Like, I yeah, just wasn't in the cards. Obviously, I don't want to end up alone for the rest of my life. But like so many people, and I don't want to be a fucking preacher here, but so many people put pressure on themselves. They end up in a shitty marriage. Um, their kids become fucked up. Like, first of all, think twice before you put a kid into this world because this world is fucked up. Yeah. And also, I'm not done... You know, a lot of, I'm at the age where a lot of my friends are getting pregnant and having kids and watching them is, is, you know, unless you're super filthy rich and don't have to work and you can take care of your kids and have a couple of nannies, that's fine. But, you know, I'm watching a lot of my friends. Yeah, it's a big struggle and it takes up a lot of your time. And especially if, you know, you're, you want to maintain your independence. Like, I feel like I would still want to work because I need that in my life. And I need like my own self-fulfillment in some capacity. Yeah. Like it's not easy. And and you're not being selfish. You're not being selfish because my mom, who's like a very traditional Jewish lady, like she had three kids. I'm one of three. She told me if I was getting married today and I was in your situation, she was like, I would have one child and a dog. And I would work very hard to not make this only child spoiled and self-centered. But she was like, I would not have three kids. It's just a fucking struggle. And also, I don't want to put my vagina through that. 
Sorry. <laughs> I was just watching Vanderpump Rules as well before I caught up with Summer House and like the whole Stasi getting waxed and getting glitter on her vagina. Um, I want to ask, do you have a vagina routine? I get mine I, waxed. That's all I do. Oh, I mean, I get lasered. I get, I get the whole thing lasered, like the, Brazilian. So I go to, you, actually, they have a bunch in, um, of locations in LA. You should go. It's called Laser Way. It's another one of my clients. I've been there. Um, did you do the full session of your legs? No, I do half leg because I don't really have hair on the top of my legs. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of bold. I have hair extensions. I don't have armpit hairs. Like it's kind of a bold situation. Well, lucky you. I have dark, I have dark body hair. I don't know how that works, but I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm naturally blonde. I know I'm platinum, but I'm also, you know, my head hair is naturally blonde. Yeah, I've, I've been going in to get the Brazilian laser and and you know it's more intense than a bikini because they're like all up in your you know asshole also but they have the cold air blowers so you can barely feel it it doesn't it actually feels good (laughs) (laughs) i'm like so when's my next appointment (laughs) about summer house oh yeah that's what, what yeah. we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I mean, no, we're not. We can, you could talk about whatever the fuck you want. What happened to the twins? And I'm not talking the ones on your chest, the other ones. So, you know, Lauren and Ashley, first of all, Ashley's married, lives in California. And I don't know if you keep up with her on social media, but she's pregnant. So yeah. her and her husband are expecting a baby boy in actually, I think a couple of months. Um, you know, so she sort of obviously had that, uh, at the top of mind and as a priority and, and Lauren, you know, she, her priorities changed as well. She wanted to travel a lot last summer. She wanted to move out of New York. It was just a matter of if she was moving to London or, you know, back to where her family's from, which is San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she actually moved, uh, to California, right. I would say like a month ago now. So, you know, I think people's priorities change and I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a New Yorker, you know, as like a lifer. Mm-hmm. I eventually, I don't think I, you know, if I ever do get married and have kids, I don't think I would necessarily be raising them in Manhattan, but, um, you know, right. she wanted to be closer to her family. I want to stay in New York. And so I'm able to film a show during the summers, you know, called Summer House. And she wanted to you know, be with her yeah. family. And, and especially when her twin sister is having a, a baby, yeah. you know, you want to be there for that. It's and, family time. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, with, so, like you're in New York, just, you know, working and getting your tits out in the summer when you can, which I would do the same if I had fake boobs. I'm not going to do that because my boobs, they're perky, but they're small and I don't want people to see them. I like small boobs. I just, mine just, you know, mine just, I became a surfboard as well. Yeah, I'm a fucking surfboard. And and you know what really sucks is that I actually have a big butt. Like you have like a tight butt, which by the way, what's your workout routine? Because the butt is tight. I mean, the butt could be tighter though. That's the thing. And it's tight. (laughs) She's like, no. No. Um, Well, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. So I go to a lot of different fitness studios in the city. Most of them are, you know, high intensity interval training. So like HIT, mm-hmm. HIT exercising, um, you know, ripped fitness, which you remember the, like the fitness guy that I had a 
you know, little flirty relationship with on season two with the abs. Yes. So very cute. Yeah. So he has a studio here called Ripped Fitness that I go to. And it's kind of like a berries or orange theory type of workout where you do 12 minutes on the treadmill, 12 minutes on the floor, 12 minutes treadmill, 12 minutes floor. Right. Um, I go to, I, I don't know if you guys have this in LA, but we have uh, something, a studio called Switch Playground, oh, which no. is really cool. Because you, there's like 21 stations and you work out with a partner, which is critical these days, um, you know, to motivate each other. But you go to each of the 21 stations for two minutes each, and then you switch to the next station, switch to the next station. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And then I'm a runner. I like to run. I always have. It's more therapeutic for me than it is anything else, but obviously the physical benefits and you know, keeping the tight ass, as you like to say that I have, is oh, important. I'm so jealous. Because let me tell you a little bit about my fitness. I wouldn't call it a journey. I would just call it a fail. I, I really don't like having to go out of my way to go to a workout class because it's not out of laziness. It's just, I have so many things I need to do. And for me, it's not a priority. If I was maybe a bigger girl, I think it would be, but it's just not. And so I thought, you know what? I'm thin. I don't need to work out. And then my friend shows me this stupid scale that calculates your percentage body fat. And I'm- Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. And so here I thought I had like little to none, 17% body fat, which is apparently bad. Well, if you have 17, I probably have like 47% body fat. No, but Are you kidding? It, he told me it was really bad. He was like, it's really bad. Well, you got to start toning. You got to get toning. You got to turn the fat into muscle. Still do not believe that there's a drop of fat on you. I've seen your pictures. Oh, have you stalked me? Hello there. I'm stalking you right now as oh, we I- speak. No, but like I have a butt. So maybe that's where it's coming from. I don't fucking know. This scale gave me anxiety. And so then to make matters worse, you know, I sometimes do P-Volve because like it's from home. It's half an hour. I can still be with my dog when I do my workout. And some personal trainer messages me on Instagram. I don't know who the fuck he is. And he's like, don't do this. This is so bad. It doesn't fucking work. It's making women be insecure, la da da. So I've just come to realize maybe the whole fitness thing isn't for me. I wish you lived in New York. I just signed this new client. His name is Justin Gelban and he trains legitimately all of the supermodels. And I, I mean, I wish I could tell you I was, you know, being over exaggerating with that, but he, he legitimately does. So I really just like hit the pot of gold with this one, especially with three months to go until summer. But he does these, yeah, he does these very, you know, specific, like he, he targets a very specific area and it's more about, um, you know, connecting your mind with your body to exercise appropriately. It's so funny because I just got on the treadmill yesterday for the first time in a while because I've been going to, to Justin Gelband. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the the my like ass and hip area that he tends to target during his um, studio classes was like in pain. I was like, oh my god! I definitely know that those classes with him are working when I get on the treadmill and I can feel that group of muscles 
but That's I never crazy. use. Crazy, yeah, because that it's all with posture. So if you have like a, a fucked up posture, you work all the wrong muscles, and then you have like the problem area. I know all about that shit because I actually used to be a professional dancer, but like that's way like over. Goodbye. Professional dancer, as in like stripper or no, like. Okay, I love that you said that. Thank you, but no, but. <laughs> I wish that were the case. I actually did a little bit of cabaret, but it wasn't nude. It was all like lots of clothing. Oh, that's, I wish I knew how to dance cabaret style. Let me tell you something. Your dance moves on Summer House put all of ours to shame. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I watch it. Did you see on this week's episode, me and Danielle dancing? It's more just like, it's more like I'm a teeny bopper at a Christina Aguilera concert or something, like jumping up and down in a mosh pit. That's it's really so fucking funny. And then they did a throwback of you with that white bikini, you know, with the hand motion. Oh my gosh, I wish they were... I'm going to make a meme of this on the internet. It's so fucking funny. Well, there's definitely already a meme of that one. And I don't know where... It was the 4th of July season one, and I don't know where that dance move came from. <laughs> But, or like why, why I did this like, you know, 45 degree angle fist pump with my, my hand open to the sky. <laughs> but I, now it's just like this, you know, everyone just makes fun of me for it. And it's like my, it's become my move. I don't know how it's it happened. But. so fucking funny. And you know, what's even funnier. Like I love Kyle. I love Amanda, but like Amanda had this like solo dancing moment this episode and it just I don't know it just didn't really work (laughs) it's so funny to see because you know obviously we like I'm over in the corner giving a pep talk to Danielle and you don't really know what everyone else around you is doing or what the cameras are catching or not because we're all just kind of being (laughs) drunk and stupid and so it's really funny to catch those moments when you watch the episodes of like you know like when Kyle's you know, she she's spray painting Kyle's hair and he's like, it looks like you gave a smurf a hand job. Like I was <laughs> giggling, laughing. This is going to be so boring for you, but I, I actually selfishly need to know. It's not about like providing the juice to the audience. Like fuck that shit. Um, Everett. Okay. I'm not going to be like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Cause obviously we need to watch the season, but what is this thought process behind being broken up with someone for a while, but still not being over him. I like you as a human, but the sex was bad. Or I don't love you anymore, but the sex was good. Or maybe no, nothing to do with sex at all. But like, I'm the kind of person, like I'm either not over someone and I'm crying myself to sleep every night or I'm over them. And I'm like, thank you, Nick. See, I'm not binary like that. I kind of wish that I was, but it also is a consequence of dating within your own friend group. And I typically, this is the first, I think, and only time I've ever dated somebody in my direct circle of friends. Um, But it definitely makes things way more complicated. I can promise you that. So Everett and I were really good friends for two years before we started dating. Then it was a two-year on and off situation. The thing with that is like he has such a good heart and Everett is a very genuine person. But I don't think that he was really ever in any type of serious relationships before me. So he didn't really know how to, you know, the do's and don'ts of how to treat a girlfriend or like 
I don't know, maybe don't go get a girl's number while you have a <laughs> girlfriend who you're in love with back home or don't right. sleep in a bed with other girls. Like these are the, you know, very simple things that, you know, I kind of had to teach him along the way and he got better. And then once he got better, like something else would happen. And it was like, okay, no, like you're, you know, at this age, you shouldn't be going out and partying until four. Like, let's, let's work towards the future here, you know? And it's like, you can't keep giving him the specific rules. He just needs to get the overall idea and he's not getting it. Exactly. And I was tired of sort of being the teacher and, and it forces you to think like, okay, well, usually like a guy should want to do these things to be a good boyfriend to, you know, show you that he is thinking about a, a serious future with you. And I just wasn't getting that. So we right. broke up, you know, multiple times, but we were always drawn back together because our hearts were so aligned. Like he has such a good heart mm-hmm. and he, you know, deep down he can come across as this like, you know, really intimidating man, but he's sweet and he's sensitive. And I knew that side of him, which always kind of kept me going back. I mean, as far as this season, you know, we were definitely broken up, but it's not like I had anything else on the rotation going on. And, you know, summer is a very sexy time, especially in New York and especially in the Hamptons. Yeah. And he sort of, was around when that happens you're you're drawn to somebody who is familiar and comfortable and I don't think I'm alone in thinking this I think it probably happens in a lot of situations when you know two people break up and that person was a a very significant major part of your life especially in New York you know you'll I guess you'll see throughout the rest of the season another guy comes along I feel like new and improved Lindsay, like needs someone more fun. Like maybe he's sweet, but like he's not your level of fun. Yeah, I do need somebody who can really, really make me laugh. That's probably my number one. If you do a, a police lineup of all of my boyfriends, I can promise you, you cannot put a theme to it. Like there's like fat, there's balding, there's redhead, there's tall, there's burly, the, you know, there's short. I mean, I right. I can't, there's blonde, there's brunette. I cannot even, there's dad bod, there's abs. I don't know how to even tell you what my type is other than he has to funny. be funny and he has yeah. to treat me well. You right. know, ultimately I just want love and support in my life. I can take care of myself. See, I love that about you because I have a type. Physically? Asshole. Yeah. Like, he breathes. Yeah, he he, he fucking breathes. No, my number one thing was I need someone who can assemble furniture because I don't want a pussy. Like, sorry, I can't cope with that. I need someone. If I move into an apartment, I don't want this bitch to be like, I'm paying for someone to assemble the furniture. I want to watch my man, like, assembling the furniture. Then I end up dating someone who actually built furniture for a living for a while and never helped you that reminds me of a sex in the city episode where <laughs> like one of, one of the girls is dating a guy when the rat like scurries across the kitchen he jumps on the counter I, it's like literally sums up this situation i'm not gonna trash like ex-boyfriends on this podcast even though i should so i thought that was my type but clearly it's not so I think it's just asshole at this point. And, and yeah, oh. breathing, 
maybe not bolding because bolding I can't do. Yeah, but there's procedures for that. See, everything is fixable. And by the way, like I own my own power drills. I'm obsessed. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So like I'm usually the one around here, like putting things up around my apartment or I hire a task rabbit. So I don't really need those things. And I have trouble because because I'm so independent that I need to learn how to let someone help you. Yeah. Let somebody help me. But for the most part, like on my list, I don't care what you look like as long as I am attracted to you and I want to have sex with you, you know, that's there. That has to be there, of course. But ultimately I just need somebody who treats me well and gives me love and support. We'll come to LA. We'll introduce you, my friend. I use TaskRabbit as well. I just want the guy to be able to do it. Do you know what I mean? I need I a mean, man. it is hot. Yeah. And so you need to put this on your like first date questionnaire. Like <laughs> when you're going out for drinks with a guy who you met on Bumble or whatever apps you're on, you got to go in there and be like, okay, do you know how to assemble furniture? Or yeah. in fact, you should ask those questions before you agree to meet these guys. I know. And I've been doing that. And you know what the funny thing is? You know how there's always like this guy in your group of friends that you think is like super cute, but for some reason you never gave him attention. Like it never happened, but he's cute, but he's always been there. But like, you didn't really care, whatever. I ended up like having a little thing when with that guy. And he was like, what's your like box to tick and I was like assembling furniture and he was like oh my gosh showed me a video of himself like doing his furniture at his house and I was like that little guy who well he's not little who I thought was like immature not at all manly I was like shit the person you least expect to be that guy can actually be that guy well whatever happened to him and why are you not dating him no he's in london oh he's in london well you need to move back to london girl you're 30 you don't got time to waste anymore i would be here and like interviewing you and doing all that fun stuff like i love it yeah that's true i agree <laughs> you, keep, you keep doing you like literally okay i have a very personal question but it doesn't have to be personal but i need to know so okay his know- name is tom hardy that is my whole pass yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> was that your question? No. So you said that, you know, summer in the Hamptons was a very like sexy time. How many guys does a single girl sleep with in one summer? In one summer. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like based on oh, wow. like what your friends have told you, like, I don't know. I don't want to make it like a personal question because that's super personal, but I kind of want to know because I'm more like Virgin Mary vibes. I mean, Last summer, I slept with two guys. That's decent. That's like not crazy. And and one of them was an ex-boyfriend. So there's that. Um, I don't know what the... I don't think there's typically an average. I think it depends on the girl, the amount of alcohol intake, you know, how persistent the guy is. I have a history of exes during the summertime. I I think I finally, you know, I guess we'll see this coming summer, but I think I kicked that habit. Um, so right. my amount of guys that I've slept with during the summer is probably not as high as other people you or like that people throwback. would think. You like a throwback in the summers. <laughs> yeah. It's like my throwback Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> summer, like- <laughs> summer in the Hamptons, throwback. Yeah. You like a vintage situation, recycling. Retrograde. 
do you do you use dating apps like how does it work because i asked carl from from like a guy standpoint and they were like we don't need dating apps because you know we're on a tv show we have girls dming us like we don't need dating apps how does it work for the girls are you guys meeting people through like a casting process or are you on the dating apps like how does it work a casting process that's hilarious yeah carl's not he's he's adamantly opposed to dating apps um I do not do dating apps except for then I signed a dating app as a client over summer, which you'll, you'll see, um, you know, on this season and as, and so that's the only dating app that I'm on at all because I'm terrified. Like I'm terrified that if I'm on, you know, one of these major dating apps of like that are, you know, predominantly used in New York, like bumble or tender or hinge mm-hmm. that somebody's going to be like oh that's the summer house chick let me see if i can land her you know what i mean like that that right. scares the shit out of me and so i stay away from the dating apps and also because i don't have a type physically and i can pretty much talk to a wall right I tend to, <laughs> you know i meet people <laughs> all the time but i did send right. a dating app over summer it's called cove uh-huh. and I actually met a guy on Cove and have been and have been dating him the past three months. Oh my gosh. So these things I know. See, it's if you're in LA, everyone's the girl from somewhere. So you'd probably just be on all of the dating apps. I'm not. I I feel like in New York it's more it's not so common to be in on a TV show. So you're probably like the girl from Summer House. Whereas here, every fucking person I see on like that well I've not seen them on my dating apps because I don't use them but like I do swipe for my friends sometimes because I get bored is like some guy from this show or some guy from the news or some guy from here oh yeah I can I can imagine that yeah it's totally in New York it's very much you know like not as normal for somebody who's on tv I think to be on a dating app and you know I it's funny because I you know, the only reason I got on Cove is because I signed them as a client and And you found a guy and had to use it and experience it for myself to understand how it works. And it's so unique because, you know, it, it forces you once you match with somebody, you have seven days to go through the Cove. So uh-huh. it's three back and forth text messages, two back and forth and then the text messages are shut off and you have to send voice notes and you have to send two, two voice notes back and forth. And then that gets shut off and then it goes to video and you have to send a video message, one video message back and forth. And then you made it through the cove, but it's really, really cool because it forces you to take these steps to evolve rather than just DM someone and never meet up with them. Well, yeah. And like people forget that you can't just find chemistry with somebody through a picture or a text message on a dating app. Like what happens if you go meet that guy at a bar for a drink and he has a Pee Wee Herman voice? Like (laughs) that's, (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, no, no, sorry. Thanks. Now, now I just wasted an hour and a half getting ready, paid for an Uber. And now I have to spend another hour and a half getting drinks with this Pee Wee Hermit, you know, no, thank you. 
<laughs> so it really allows you to use different forms of communication to see if you could possibly have chemistry with this some with this person yeah. before actually meeting in person. So it's I nice. love that. What I really love that because what I've seen a lot in LA is that a lot of people will are on dating apps and nobody will meet up. Like it's very hard to actually meet up with someone. Like I've spoken to some of my guy friends who have told me I've been on dating apps for three months and I've never even met with the girls because we just stopped texting or we, it's like, it's hard to take the next step. So I feel like what you're saying also is that this app forces you to connect because it's giving you the steps that you need to go through to be able to evolve to that point. I'm not wasting my time, right? Like I can sit on my couch and I can see through a video if this person actually looks like the pictures he's presented on his profile. Is this really that person? I'm not going to get catfish. And like you said, it actually people don't meet up in LA on the dating app. Yeah. The reason there's a seven day time limit on this is to prevent the back and forth, you know, shallow texting of, hey, how was your weekend? And yeah. like, good. How was yours? Like, make a move. I don't need a fucking pin pal, bro. Like, I need somebody who is, you know, I'm 32. The I need pen to get moving. Makes me want to shoot myself. Why do they just want pen pals? Like, don't you have something better to do besides text me? I don't do dating apps, but you've made me want to download this app. So you can tell your client that you're a fucking epic PR, by the way. Can you share with us all your social media handles, everything, so everyone can know where to find you? So you can find me on Instagram at Lens Hubs. I'm on Twitter. I think it's also at Lens Hubs. And then I do have a Facebook fan page of some sort, but... I don't really check it as often as I probably should. Anyone looking for PR, you can go to my website. It's hubhousepr.com. And that's hub with two Bs, as in Hubbard, which is my last name. There's been, you know, a contact email sheet that you can fill out if you need to get a hold of me. And at least people now know that if they need you as PR, you'll really embrace the company like you did with Code. I really take it on as if it's my own. I'm obsessed. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the show and answering all my fucked up questions. You were Thanks such for a having good me. Call. And let me know how steak and blowjob goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.